We are recording. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So who's doing the intro today? I, I feel like I have not done it recently. So yeah, you're it's my intro. turn. Okay. Are we ready? Or are we feeling like we need to? Maybe we need to stop licking ourselves for a minute. Yeah, come on, dude. Get over it. You got a show to host. You included. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, sir. Okay. Guest. Special guest. <laughs> Special guest. Honorary member. <laughs> Honorary is the shit legit host. We share our experiences through the energetic practices that have changed our lives. Our mission is to encourage you to explore and experiment on your healing journey to find what works best for you. Thanks for listening. And now for the show. Welcome everybody to, oh God, what episode is it? Episode seven, I think? Yes. Are we at episode seven? Episode over here. seven. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carrie M, your humble co-host, and joining me today, as always, is... Hi, I'm Hi, my father. We are here today to talk about meditation. So this one is kind of a fun one because I don't think it was on our list of things that we wanted to discuss, and then when we, you know, obviously were like, what are we talking about next episode? It just popped in my head, and I was yeah. like, what if we did meditation? Because <laughs> that's definitely an energy practice. Why not? So here we are to discuss it. So Heather, as always, has done her research, as I <laughs> never do, even though I'm like, maybe I'll do research this week. And I you never don't need, you don't need you do the editing. I can do the research. All right, I'll take that deal. I like researching. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to me. So like find the the roots to things and like where they originated and why we do things. So yeah, so I did some research to bring you all the origins of meditation. Which I do want to hear. I know she said she actually found like origins of it because I was like, meditation just like exists, right? It's just like what you do. It just exists. But apparently I want to hear what you learned. Yeah. So first of all, let's define meditation. Oh God. See, that's okay. Now that that is a tall order. Yeah. What okay, do, you, do you want me to define it? it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, I've done this before. So to me, meditation is having an awareness of yourself and doing some sort of practice that cultivates that awareness of yourself and how you're like interacting with the world, both externally and internally. So that's, that's a very complicated way to say, but meditation is what like facilitates self-awareness to me. Mm, I like that. Yes. So yeah. did I do good, teacher? Please I give mean, me a gold star. <laughs> I am. I am by no means like the um, expert on this topic, but yeah, that's a that's a great definition. Um, without reading the definition, like what I googled, mm -hmm. like if I were to just come up with my own definition, I would say it's a way of bringing focus into the mind in order to bring about like a sense of clarity mm -hmm. so I guess that at its most basic level that's how I would define it yeah it definitely I think the mind is involved in meditation it's like a way I love that you said focus to the mind because when I was in the sixth grade I took a class called 
focusing the mind. Oh. And it was my first introduction into meditation. I was 11 years old. And it was such a fun. We'll get into it later when we talk about our experiences. But totally different like generations because 11 years old and you were learning meditation. Sixth grade. And you want to know my teacher's name? Fern. Uh, Fran, actually. <laughs> his first name was Fran, but his last name was Daris Venus. But I love that you said the reason we got on this is focusing the mind. Yeah. And I think that is a huge aspect of um, meditation is like building back that connection with your mind. Yes. Yes. And then, yeah, through building that or achieving some sort of focus inside of your mind, then it creates this level of self-awareness where you can start to observe what's actually happening in your mind and so um the google whatever i looked the google told me yeah from my research what i landed on is meditation refers to a set of techniques to enhance attention emotional awareness kindness compassion sympathetic joy mental calmness even in difficult situations. So those are basically a list of benefits. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a list of benefits, not necessarily what meditation is, but what it can do for you. What it can do for you. So And that's the show. (laughs) Go into like the the history and origins next. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into that. Okay, so the caveat here is if we define meditation broadly as a contemplative practice, that focuses the mind using a variety of techniques, then research suggests that it's been a spiritual practice of human beings since our very beginnings. Right. Like it just can, it's like something that you do. I mean, even like something as simple as like, when you're really angry, you take deep breaths. Like that could be considered, it's also considered breath work, but it could be considered a form of meditation as a form of like getting some clarity of like, let me take a pause let me take some deep breaths before I like scream and throw something at this person who's making me angry. Like that is a way of getting clarity in your mind of what's really happening in this situation and what reaction is actually warranted. Yeah. It's like pause. Exactly. So like, and meditation is something that can help you um, tap into that pause more easily. Like a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But so it it sounds like a lot of what we're talking about is the result of meditation because there's so many different techniques. Yeah. Okay, so go on. I think okay. the, the origin, is there a different origin besides just humans exist? So <laughs> one thing that I read was um, early forms of meditation. We're talking between 200,000 to 150,000 years ago when our ancestors were like sitting around a campfire, fire gazing. Oh, that's like a, a thing. form of meditation. Interesting. And what I read was um, that that practice literally made us human by rewiring our brains in such a way so that symbolism became possible. Oh, shit. So meditation is the origin of man. <laughs> I mean, if if you believe that we like evolved from another type of species, then yeah. Right. That, yeah. It helped us to develop our brains in such a way so that we could, you know, move and evolve. Mm-hmm. and how we were seeing the world and behaving in it so um written records began you know much after the hunter-gatherer cultures right cultures were in place but yeah that was like the earliest form was this fire gazing um and then we have like so shamanic it- practices also where these shamans were leading these group guided meditations okay so 
do you have any more information on what fire gazing is? Is it literally just staring at a fire or is yes. there like, literally I mean, I guess just staring at a fire. Okay. I'm yeah. not, it's not like there was researchers back there recording. So, yeah. So. yeah. 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 So. so then we have, um, you know, the, when it was first recorded was in the Vedas, which is, you know, Indian tradition of Ayurveda. Um, where back around 1500 BC, we have the earliest written records talking about it. Then we also have it talks about in the Torah, um, which is, you know, coming from the Jewish religion. Mm -hmm. um, meditation was most likely practiced around 1000 BC. We have it documented. Mm -hmm. And then also, of course, we've got the Taoist China and Buddhist India mm -hmm. cultures um, who are recording forms of meditation around 600 to 400 BC. Now with these, I know you just mentioned a lot of religions and I know that is something that a lot of current day religions will mention is like prayer as a form of meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Like taking mm -hmm. that time to pray in whatever way your religion tells you to is a form of meditating. And so my question is, in your research in like these religious texts, were they referring to it as meditation or prayer or both or do you well, know? From what I found, I don't know what words they were using for it, um, but Google said the word meditation. So. Google's talking about meditation, so we're talking about meditation. Yeah. I guess my yeah. question, which you may not have the answer for it, is like, do these religions view meditation as something separate from prayer? Like, are they talking mm -hmm. about praying and they're also talking about meditating? Or are they just talking about the general practice of like, you know? See, that's interesting because I never thought about prayer as a meditation. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. This is, so I'm having a, I don't know about that context. <laughs> I just threw you for a loop. Yeah, Smart. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't looking at it from that context. So interesting. I can't answer that question. But that's it. Um, that's interesting. And I like that because it is a way to focus your mind to mm -hmm. bring yourself peace. Bring so, yourself clarity, I think, through prayer. Yeah. Whether or not you believe that you sense. are communing with whatever being that might exist in yeah. whatever you believe if you feel like you're taking a moment to speak with them or to like what you're doing is taking a moment to work through your thoughts. Yeah. Lay your thoughts out on the table and present them to potentially a God, but also to yourself. You see them when you present yeah. them and that gives you clarity. And that is something that is very uh, meditation like. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. it's imagine like very self-soothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It definitely so, gives you, I think you mentioned like a sense of calm or gives you peace. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that perspective you just shared with me. Okay. Always here to expand your mind, Heather. Yeah. It's me, it's the so, expansioner. <laughs> expansioner. So. That's that that a trademark by Carrie. <laughs> just made that one up. You're welcome. You can use it. So meditation, um, as we've been talking about, it has all of these different impacts on not only your mind but also your body mm -hmm. and there are like so many positive uh -huh. influences that meditation can bring you for example 
the list goes on and on, but lowering blood pressure, reducing stress, managing mm -hmm. anxiety, controlling pain, improving attention, strengthening memory, improving self-image, enhancing self-awareness, improving sleep, um, helps your creativity, your intu intuition, connection with your inner self. Um, and it does this work through its effects on the sympathetic nervous system, which it starts to quiet that nervous system so that the parasympathetic nervous system comes online which is again related to that vagus nerve mm -hmm. we love that vagus nerve connecting the brain to the heart to the stomach the three all your brains in the body yeah so okay so can you for a second tell the difference between sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system because i don't know if we've covered that before ah uh, that's a good question Do we need to google it yeah i don't really know <laughs> so from my understanding the sympathetic nervous system is the one that goes into a uh, response when we're having like stress, the experience of stress. This that, is, the, I'm sorry, which one did you say? Sympathetic. This is? Sympathetic. Okay. Yeah, it's that fight or flight that gets activated mm -hmm. when we're experiencing a threat, a perceived threat mm -hmm. sure. or an actual <laughs> threat, you know, yeah. but at these days it's mostly perceived. Right. Um, so then the sympathetic nervous system gets activated and then, you know, cortisol levels rise and that sets up this cocktail of different hormones and whatever, neurotransmitters and whatever that right, right. get us all worked Your body up. does your thing and it makes you to, yeah, to, run. Yep, to keep us safe. Um, then the parasympathetic then inversely is the part of the nervous system that helps to calm and regulate Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can return back to a homeostasis this and you know level of um normal existence <laughs> because really we can't live in that stressed place yeah like well, I you know can but you'll probably die do, bigger but it, yeah it has its tolls on our health mm -hmm. overall so that's why it's important to have practices that help to strengthen the parasympathetic response, the parasympathetic nervous system, because it's then helping us to remain calm and regulated so that we can actually deal with life right, right. in a healthy way. So it's like two sides of the same coin. It's not a different nervous system. It's not like you have two different nervous systems. It's like one thing is like boosting your nervous system up and the other one is like helping soothe it. That's how I understand it. Okay. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a neuroscientist. Listen, folks, we're not experts. Not experts, <laughs> just uh, Just here to explain things in plain human. English. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so you were talking about meditation in the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah, so that activates the parasympathetic um, nervous system, helping us to, to calm down, to tap into that regulated breath and bodily function mm -hmm. you know where we're then having the more happy chemicals released yeah within our system versus you the, know the cortisol, cortisol. Yeah. i was gonna say cortisol too i think yeah I yeah so there's the difference <laughs> so okay um research also shows that people who have like a, a meditation practice over a number of years their brains age so much better mm -hmm. slower slower yes they um are able to like retain memory much longer 
yeah, it's just good for your brain overall. So, um, so it does have measurable, speaking of the brain, does have measurable effects on some specific areas of the brain, such as gray matter, which is involved in muscle control and sensory perception, Mm -hmm. which include emotions, memory, speech, seeing, hearing, and decision-making. Yeah. Those are pretty important functions. Yes, things you do every day, multiple Um, times a day. The prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for decision-making. The amygdala, which is responsible for emotional response. The hippocampus, which is about memory and learning. So through meditating, we can actually boost the function of these different parts of our brain. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like, it sounds like meditation is kind of like a gym membership for your brain, you know? Yes. Meditating for your brain or is like working your brain out. And then. Yeah. I've actually heard that exact line before. From me, because I just came up with it completely by myself, right? (laughs) No, actually (laughs) in a course I took on meditation. Yeah. Yeah. She said, yes, because when we're like stuck in our left brain, which is our thinking, rationalizing, part analyzing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where we basically live as modern people. In this society. In this society. We live in this left brain, which is getting worked out constantly, Mm -hmm. overthinking, overanalyzing. Uh, right, right, right. Trying to take in all this information and make sense of it all. So by meditating, we're actually taking the right side of the brain, mm-hmm. which is um, more about like language and um, creativity and those kinds of skills. We're taking that side of the brain to the gym mm-hmm. and we're exercising it so that it can start to like compete with the, with the, the left, left side. side. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 I um heard someone say recently that everyone has mental health issues. And I paused for a second because I was like, that's like, we can't paint with a broad brush and be like, everyone's got, because in my brain, I was thinking like mental illness, like everyone's oh. got mental illness. But then I thought everyone has a brain. Like, ev- I don't think you would be upset if you said everyone has physical health issues. Everyone does. At some yeah. point in their life, we You're have get something sick. with our health, with our physical body. Yeah. That's going to need some work, some, a little bit of attention. And so then I was like, yeah, I guess everyone does have mental health issues because everyone has a brain. We all have a brain and it needs maintenance, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's maintenance. That's such a good word for yeah. this. Yeah. Because it really is maintenance. It's like you said, taking the brain to the gym. Mm-hmm. We're helping to build these muscles inside of our minds that will keep us calm and regulated. Yeah. And as we've always said on probably every episode of this show, like the brain and the body are connected. The brain is part of the body. It's not even like a separate entity. Like it is part of our body. It's what makes our body function and our body has an effect on our brain. So like, yeah, you got to look at yourself holistically. Feedback loop. Health, health wise. Yeah. 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 So what are your experiences with meditation? Like, well, I love meditation. It's one of my favorite things in the world to ever do. As you, I mentioned earlier, I was introduced to it when I was 11 that I remember. Wow. I didn't even know what it was at the time. He did. I'm not positive. He ever, ever mentioned that it was about meditation. I think he just, I don't know. So like I was 11 and I had one elective space in my schedule to Phil and I saw that class and I was like sure I'll take that so I took focusing the mind with Mr. D 
and uh <laughs> which is funny when you as an Mr. D. Anyway, hey. <laughs> Uh, and I remember that we would sit on pillows. We had to do a chocolate bar fundraiser to buy these little like seated pillows, these little like little like circle cushions. And uh, the biggest exercise I remember is that he taught us that you can say something out loud and you can still have separate thoughts in your brain. So what he did is he had us say Obi-Wan Kenobi out loud constantly and not constantly but like for like you know like a minute straight okay. what i meant is on repeat like for like okay. 60 seconds okay. we had to sit there and say obi-wan kenobi obi-wan kenobi obi-wan kenobi and we couldn't stop so we just sat there all repeating that like a chant and then when he was finished he was like were you thinking obi-wan kenobi and i was like no like you're thinking like this is stupid and like why am i still doing this and i want to stop saying this and like our brain our mind is going <laughs> differently but then he had us do it again where we just said obi-wan kenobi in our brain with our mouth closed we didn't say it out loud oh wow and he said were you thinking other things and people were like yeah and he's like while you were saying obi-wan kenobi and we realized like we couldn't think obi-wan kenobi and think this is stupid or whatever yeah at the same time they can't happen simultaneously Uh we had to like stop saying obi-wan kenobi to put our effort into like i don't want to do this anymore or whatever so it was just this wow. interesting lesson about the capacity of our brain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so like you can make your vocal cords move without thinking, which I think we all do a lot. Sometimes <laughs> we just speak without really realizing the words that are coming out of our mouth and it's not necessarily coming from your brain. Yeah. But with like, when you really focus on your brain, your brain is great at focusing on this one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it's made to do. Its capacity is like to really focus on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. So when you take away your other like senses, like you're not made, speaking of sense, I guess it's not a sense. When you take away your other like abilities to express yourself and you're focusing just on what your mind's capable of, it really pairs it down to like one thing at a time. Yeah. And so it was like an encouragement. At least that's how I took it to like slow down, you know, that's one that thing at a time. Like multitasking mm-hmm. fallacy, you know, where um, we're constantly multitasking, trying to like be more efficient, get all this stuff done and how like it's really not right. <laughs> we're taking on too much and we're like running ourselves into the ground. And what we end up doing is doing lots of things real shitty that's what I was gonna say yep same thing we end up not doing a very good job at all the different things that we're trying to accomplish rather than focusing on one thing yeah but I do want to talk about like kind of the elephant in the room I think when most people mention meditation something very specific a visual comes into their mind and it's not like focusing their mind or like getting clarity I think it's sitting crisscross applesauce with your hands in your lap and like chanting something like oh or like trying to have a blank mind yeah like clear the mind of all thoughts Mm -hmm. and that's not even fucking possible yeah that's not possible and it's not the point of meditation from my practices from what I've learned through and I've done a lot of meditation trainings I'm not an expert by any means but I've talked to some of them and the point is not to have a blank mind the point is not to get to like zero thought Yeah. The point is to observe what's happening in your brain and have that self-awareness. But the reason I wanted to mention that too, is like, I think a lot of times people are like, I can't meditate because I don't want to sit still for two, for long. And I I can't sit still, especially people who have like ADHD are like, I've just got to get up and I've got to move. Like, there's no way I can sit with my thoughts for so long. So meditation is not available to me. 
And I think that is bullshit. That not not that they are bullshit, but like that <laughs> idea is a bullshit idea. Yeah. You so know, let's break that idea. Yeah. Let's break it. Break, break it. And there are so many different forms of meditation that there's literally something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And since it's maintenance for the brain, I really think it's something everyone needs. Yeah. It's a requirement, baseline requirement of being a human. I mean, it, <laughs> you got to maintain that brain. It ought to be, but clearly it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't think everybody's stressed. Well, and the funny thing is, there's like, um, I have a friend who will vehemently say she doesn't meditate. She's not a meditator. She doesn't like it. That's fine. And then she'll, in the same breath, in the same conversation, talk about how dance is her meditation. And I'm like, so you do, like, she'll literally say those words. It's like, so you meditate. <laughs> Just not through sitting down quietly and, yeah. like, chanting some so sort of Sanskrit, you know? Like, the definition of meditation right. isn't meeting what she is actually doing as right. meditation. So I think there's a lot of people who meditate not realizing that that's what they're doing. It's like they're focusing their mind. They're getting clarity. They're like observing their thoughts or they're, you know. Yeah. Um, Honey is someone who does that too. Yeah. She's a dancer. So that was not the person I was just referring to. But Honey is a friend of ours that we both know. And she's a dancer. And she talks about how the like she'll see the movement in her body and that'll like tell her what's going on in her life like she'll see like the way she moves might be different day to day like the same movement but it's presents differently and she that'll let her know like what kind of emotional state she's in you know that's so fascinating yeah and I've heard that too before like with athletes they get so focused and in the zone Mm -hmm. when they're performing at whatever their game is that like that's that focus helps them to like achieve amazing results and so that too is a form of meditation Mm -hmm. and you say you get in the zone yeah where you're focusing on that one task of like you know where do I throw the ball or like you know who am I defending against you know Mm -hmm. whatever you get very in the zone and that is your brain slowing down and focusing on that single task but I do want to ask you what is your initial experience in meditation? Hmm. Where did you get so, introduced? I was a real much later in life. Like you were, I mean, come on, you didn't do it at 11, sixth grade. That I, wasn't in everybody's middle school. Yeah. Different, different <laughs> generation than you. So no. I also went to kind of, I have very, um, hippies, not the right word. I went to a very liberal school district. Okay. So we had a lot of well, liberal arts. I did not. I grew up in the Midwest, you know, small um, farm community Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin. So I was not introduced to meditation until, oh my God, I don't even know, like maybe in my thirties. So yeah, much later in life. And I've had an interesting like relationship with it because at first, like I had that thought, of like oh as you have to sit still and you have to try to empty your mind and that was a really hard thing to do mm-hmm. yeah because uh, it's impossible yeah and so <laughs> like I really struggled with it I'm like I don't know how to do this right and so I've had to like actually experiment with a lot of different types of meditation mm-hmm. um in what order to with? find the one that feels really good to me so it started with just like trying to just sit still and empty my mind Mm -hmm. it's not super successful um like kundalini has 
meditation as part of it. So that would be like moving the body and doing the breath work and then like holding a posture mm -hmm. while like directing your thoughts and energy toward a specific focus. Okay. Um, so that I've experimented with. Um, I've done a lot of like guided meditations, like listening to somebody on a recording and like taking me on like some sort of journey to help me discover something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um most recently I have started practicing this type of meditation where it's focusing on a mantra. Mm -hmm. So just like one word. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> no. Um and that actually I'm really enjoying because it's giving my mind something to do mm -hmm. and with this type of meditation like it it just accepts like you can't stop your mind from thinking thoughts sure. thoughts are going to be there and you just let them move through you don't try to like push them out you don't try to like overcome that like you just they just exist mm -hmm. and you just keep focusing on the mantra so that's been really good for me and I think this is probably the most success I've had with nice. meditation um because it's been those kind of on and off again thing yeah. for me but when I am doing it on a regular consistent basis like I notice such a difference mm -hmm. in how I feel what how, what's the difference for you I feel a lot more calm overall like I'm able to the emotional regulation mm -hmm. is pretty key for me um and able to like take things on without falling apart, you know, like, uh, okay, I can face this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah. feel more empowered. It sounds like. Yeah. To, yeah. To trust yourself. Yes. Yeah. And also I've noticed like it really does help me connect more with my own intuition, which is like my own self-leadership, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, For me, it's interesting to hear the different things that you've experimented with in order to find a meditation that works for you, which first of all, kudos to you, commend you for that, because I definitely love the idea of like not giving up on something, but also like not the idea of being like, I'm just going to keep doing this even though I'm miserable, but being like, let me experiment. Okay. Maybe I'll try it over here. Maybe I'll try it this way, you know, and trying to like figure out what works for me. I love that idea. For me, the one that's worked really well for me is breath work breathing uh, oh, with yeah. meditation almost all of the meditations that I do nowadays is linked to my breath and so what made me think about that you were talking about the mantra and giving your mind something to do yeah what I will usually do is counting breaths have you ever done that no so you can there's infinite ways to do it but essentially you're counting your breaths most okay. people will do like up to 10 so like you inhale to count one and then you exhale to two and then you just count into 10 okay and then you start over and so it's like you give your mind something to do you're paying yeah. attention to your breaths you're counting them up to 10 yeah <laughs> And then another one is like, you can do like just one and two for inhale and exhale. So like one, two, one, two, every time you breathe in and breathe yeah. out. But uh, mentioned on the last episode, the chakra episode, that I will also breathe into my different chakras yeah. and focus on my chakras. But like every meditation I do nowadays is linked to my breath somehow. It's always linked to like feeling my breath, feeling my lungs, feeling my belly as it inflates and exhales and 
deflates is the word I think I meant. <laughs> you know, and that that is for me what uh, like giving my brain something to do. That's what mm-hmm. I get my brain to do is pay attention to how I'm breathing, which is really calming for me. Yeah. I do want to say too, I started meditating when I was 11, but then it evolved into yoga. Okay. Which a lot of, if you've ever done yoga, especially here in the West, they love Shavasana at the end, yeah. which is another nice cozy form of meditation where you get to lay down and just yeah. rest for a moment. <laughs> and they, they always say like, um, that Shavasana is like the most important part of the whole yoga practice mm-hmm. because that's the time that you're integrating all the information yeah that you just moved through Mm -hmm. and so isn't that interesting that like that meditation is the integration time yeah it's a time for your mind to actually take stuff in it's not necessarily like the physical movement that is I mean it's all beneficial but it's not physical movement that's like moving it into which is funny too because I've learned that with physical movement you like you have you ever been like working out in a certain way and then you take a break for a longer period of time than you want to and you come back and you're stronger or you're faster or you're better in some way and whatever it was Mm -hmm. so it's like if you're like been running if you're like training to run a race or whatever and then you like hurt your knee or something so you take like two weeks off so that your knee can heal you come back and you like run your personal best it's like it's a thing you can look into it if you're not familiar I'm like with it. I've never had that experience yeah <laughs> but you can look into it like it happens a lot where people and it's because we don't give ourselves enough time to recover yeah it's because your body needs rest in order to integrate in in order yeah, to build its muscles and take those things in and we push ourselves too hard and we go 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 and we don't give ourselves time to recover and so I kind of think of shavasana kind of like that it's that time to recover that time to like see what it is that you did what you're yeah. creating and then let that blossom yeah if that makes sense yeah that does that's such a great way to think about it also reminds me of a type of meditation that I I really enjoy yoga nidra have you heard of that mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. so that's like a, a type of guided meditation but it's um it's one where it's like moving through the body and what do they call it here um progressive muscle relaxation Mm. where like the the one especially I love to listen to it's like free on YouTube (laughs) yeah where she like will have you like relax the left side of your tongue like what (laughs) okay uh relax like your, your right eyeball you know and she's right. got you like moving from side to side of your body and like relaxing relax the left hemisphere of your brain and you're like what oh I just did that felt so good you yeah. know like it's crazy but yeah that will put me to sleep instantly so if you have trouble sleeping I can't Highly enough recommend Yoga Nidra. Mm -hmm. Very calming. Yeah, so good. Um, But again, it's just through relaxation is how the body will heal and integrate. Mm -hmm. Well, and you'd be surprised too about like the amount of attention that you can put on your body. That's a lot of what Yoga Nidra does for me is like the Mm -hmm. amount of attention that you can put on the left side of your tongue or on your pinky nail on your right hand, you know, like... It's amazing how much when you focus your mind on one aspect that you can actually really like tap into that, which is why 
I think also in our breathwork episode, we talked about like breathing into certain body parts of your body. And it's like, that's why you can like breathe into your kneecap. Yeah. Which is like, you're not actually like inflating your kneecap with breath. Like (laughs) we don't think there's a pair of lungs in your ankle that are like breathing, but you can focus your attention on that body part as you're breathing. And that is, that is the meditation that is meditative to like give attention to the different parts of your body and it can be really healing and really restoring to give that attention yeah. that's why meditation is so goddamn good for you which is that whole concept of where you your awareness goes energy flows like mm-hmm. wherever you put your focus and mm-hmm. awareness that's where the energy moves to totally. so but I will also say if you are more of an educational person, if you're more of a like, I'd like rules and regulation and I'd like someone just to explain to me what I'm supposed to be doing, there are apps out there that do a really good job of like walking you through it if you're a beginner. The Headspace is the one that I used back when I started, I started using Headspace over a decade ago. I don't well, really use it now, but that was the only one at the time. Like there were no other meditation apps but what I loved about headspace is that like really like plain English just broke it down of like you're just gonna do this for 10 minutes and like the guy is just talking to you and he's like yep just like if you that if this happens that's okay like yeah. just come back to your breath or whatever and it was very um non-assuming non-judgmental you know it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh we're gonna try and be like monks or whatever and we're gonna try and get to this transcendental zen like what it wasn't all of that it was very much just like not you're doing fine you're doing good we got you. And so, and a couple other apps that I've enjoyed are Calm and Balance. Mm. And I'm sure there are more meditation apps out there now. The point of me saying all of this is if you as a listener are curious about meditation, but you like to have more guidance, more hands-on like instructions, get an app, get an app. And they almost all have like a beginner's thing of like, if you've never done meditation before, start here. And then you can follow that. And that is something that will really help you gain your confidence in doing meditation by yourself and like when you need it when just tapping into it when you're like you know what maybe I could take five minutes and yeah and that's the thing like the the meditation I do is 15 minutes twice a day Mm -hmm. and the reason they do it twice a day okay so they say according to this practice that um sleep will only help you work through and resolve so much stress in your body Mm -hmm. and so then we wake up the next day and we haven't completely cleared whatever stress we've taken on from the day before so that first meditation is then which is meant to be done in the morning before you eat breakfast for this particular practice Mm -hmm. helps to clear the rest of that residual stress bring you back to a zero point okay so then you go through your day. Now you're supposed to do your second 15 minute meditation before you eat dinner. And what this is doing is helping to clear a backlog mm. of stress that's built up so in you your body. So you go to sleep like so without the, a bunch of extra shit. Yeah. So the first meditation is just keeping you like at um like this flat line of like, okay, I've cleared up whatever stress I've taken on from the day before, but that second meditation helps you to clear a, a backlog of stress from previously attained in your life. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so it's how you become even 
like drop into a deeper sense of relaxation Mm -hmm. overall instead of just maintaining this baseline how's that been working for you do you feel like it's performing as advertised yeah yeah and I'll admit not every day I remember or can fit in that second meditation and I do notice Mm -hmm. so I make it an effort now is this the yoga nidra or what what is no this this one's actually it's called ziva meditation okay Uh, I found it on Instagram right (laughs) yeah and I actually uh, heard um, an interview with the the creator. So this woman, she she basically took a, she went to India and she studied and, and everything. And then she took a, an ancient form of, of meditation and she kind of rebranded it and made it into her own thing. She added some stuff to it to make it her own and uh-huh. gave it a new name. I've really been enjoying it, but... Yeah, I would say I'm probably like a month into using this technique now. Just because I was like, I know I need to be a consistent meditator. I know I need this. Mm -hmm. But I need something that works for me that I can keep coming back to without like feeling like I'm doing it wrong or feeling like it's asking me to try to do something that feels really difficult right yeah so I will stop you at the you're doing it wrong like if you think you're doing it wrong you're not no one is ever <laughs> doing meditation wrong but that's a thought that I've had like for I'm sure doing it right you're not alone in that yeah. I hear it all the time from people it's like I don't know how to meditate I always do it wrong I mm-hmm. feel like I like wasted my time during meditation yeah. if you're taking the effort to to meditate in whatever form that is then you're doing it correctly the only way to like do it incorrectly is to not do it at all so if you sit down, if you want to be like, all right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to meditate and just be quiet for five minutes. And the entire five minutes you're running through your to-do list and you're like, okay, I need to do this one or whatever. It still counts. It still counts as meditation. You took the time to like sit down with the intention of giving your mind some space. And if your mind ran free that entire time and was like, I have so much to think about that, it's okay. Like that's what came up for your mind that day. And then all of that is data of like next time, maybe I'll try and be a little bit more observant or maybe next time my mind will run wild again, but you're not doing it incorrectly. Every time that you attempt to do it is beneficial to you. Mm. Does that make sense? That's why yeah. you're not doing it incorrectly. Did I not yeah. mention that part? You will still get benefit from it. Even if your mind goes wild the entire time. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear because I'm definitely one of those people that wants to be doing things the right way, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. am I doing it? Am I doing it? <laughs> <laughs> is this how is this how tell me what I'm doing yeah <laughs> can you grade me please yes yes that's me I would like a report card hilarious how you do one thing is how you do everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I I literally purchased a course to teach me a specific method mm-hmm. so that I could feel like I'm doing it right right and that's what my brain needed in order to like be able to relax into it mm-hmm that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. But <laughs> well, there's yeah. a self-awareness there to know like what you need. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can expand. Like once you have the confidence and to empower yourself to that, you're like, okay, I have I'm more confident on how to meditate. That's when you can go out and experiment if you want to. Yeah, you know, yeah, and feel a little bit more confident about like, am I doing it wrong or right? And you're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm doing it exactly how I need to do it. So for years, I was um, obsessed with the idea that I wanted to do like a Vipassana retreat. What is that? So that's where you you go on a 10-day silent 
Oh, it's one of those no speaking things. Retreats. Ooh, Warrior sitting still, not talking. I talk too much. Meditating <laughs> nonstop for ten days, and I thought I need that. Oh. I thought I really needed that, and I Why? was like, it was "I'm curious, what made you?" Because I thought I just needed to have the experience of completely removing myself from my life yeah. in order to have this like reset. Well, I've had those thoughts, but not wanting to not talk because I don't think I that's physically possible for me. But I've wanted to like commit myself to a, like a mental health institution before, mm-hmm. just to be like just to remove myself. It's like yeah. I need a break, not like a break like oh, I need to go on vacation, but I'm like I need to like reset. Yeah, like things have gotten really off course, and it might be better just to like take a month and commit myself and like go into intensive therapy. Similar? <laughs> Is it a similar thing, or am kind I not really kind of similar? Just in like completely remove myself from my normal like daily activities in order to yes come back and have this reset and have a new perspective on things and see what changes what stays the same but now that I've like found this new type of meditation that I've been doing I'm feeling less and less desire to do a vipassana okay yeah do you still think you'll do one one day I don't know and now at this moment it kind of sounds like torture Oh, I know. Yeah. 100% sounds like torture to me, but that was the moment you so, said Oh, But I don't know. I was really, really attracted to this idea when I first heard about it and was like, oh, someday I'm going to go do this. So there's like a thing too. This may not be what your situation is, but like there's this idea that like of people who just want to do stuff to do it. Like maybe it's to mm-hmm. show that they can do it or just to show that it's possible or just to like experience it just because it's there to be experienced. I think I'm one of those people. Yeah. So like yeah. the thing I'm thinking about is like climbing Mount Everest. Like there's people oh, who like well, dream of climbing Mount Everest to show that they can. And it's like, yeah. I have no, like, I don't think I have that gene or whatever that is. Like I know if I really wanted to do something, I could commit myself to doing it and I could train however it might take years or whatever to climb a mountain or whatever. But I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to use my efforts in that way. Don't I don't need care. To have the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To know that it's probably possible for me to do it, but I don't care <laughs> to yeah. do it. I don't need to actually like put my energy into that. I'd rather put my energy into other stuff. The reason I, I think that I am like that or I do like to have the experience just for the sake of the experience Mm -hmm. is because of what I learn about myself yeah through having the experience okay because each new experience will bring out a new part of you Mm -hmm. like I don't know so I just yeah it's a way for me to like connect deeper to who I am and what is possible for me and okay I can see that that's probably the best explanation I think I've gotten from anyone because I know a few people in my life who are like, I just want to do it. Like people are like even running a marathon or something. And oh, I'm like, yeah. why would you want to run a marathon? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, just show I can do it. I'm like, I'm who cares? Particular about the things that I do want to, because I don't want to climb Mount Everest. I don't want to run a marathon. Yeah, like, me either. Yeah. But that is probably the best explanation. Because I mean, most of the time when you ask people that, they're like, just to show I can do it or just so that I can do it. Like, well, why wouldn't you want to? I'm like, because I don't want to. It sounds miserable. Yeah. But that is a better explanation of like, you learn a lot about yourself in the, even in the buildup to that mm-hmm. experience, not even within the experience, but training for it in whatever way that training might be Yeah. of like preparing yourself, maybe not training, but preparing yourself for it. And every experience you have, like, takes you through like an emotional journey Mm -hmm. yeah 
where you get to, you know, experience the highs and the lows of whatever that particular thing moves you through. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just like to have those experiences in that light. Interesting. Yeah. So what are the ways in your research, if you remember, like, did it give you a list of ways that you can meditate? Was it like different things of like, this is meditation? Yeah. Yeah. I did get a whole list of like different types of meditation that have been coined i'm just thinking about like for the listeners if they've never meditated or if they've been shying away from meditation like what are different ways they can experiment one of them is to sit quietly to use an app or things like that or to go to yoga classes but what are other ways we can experiment with meditation so these are just a random list that i found when i googled (laughs) you know so the google everyone's welcome to do their own Google research, but um, the list I came up with was concentration, which teaches you how to focus your mind. It's the foundation for other forms of meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, Heart-centered meditation, which involves quieting the mind and bringing awareness to the heart. Uh, Mindfulness meditation, which encourages you to focus objectively on negative thoughts as they move through your mind so you can achieve a state of calm. Tai Chi and Qigong, which are forms of moving meditation I've done tai chi like once in my life and it was really fun yeah I find the tai chi thing here important yeah because it's cool it is really cool and you're just like slowly moving your hands through the air and like watching your body move and Mm -hmm. it is yeah it's very much like calming paying attention to all of your body uh transcendental meditation which is a really well-known technique which is again using a mantra um walking meditations um those are really fun I like a good walking meditation because it like connects you to the earth a lot yeah it's like I don't know if you've ever done them but you like really focus at least the ones I've done you really focus on like your feet mm-hmm. and how they're like hitting the ground because the point is to be very present the point is yeah. to like not be just like walking and talking on the phone or whatever but it's to be present in your moment and like taking in the leaves on the tree or the garbage that's on the sidewalk or whatever <laughs> but like taking in your surroundings and part of that is physically taking them in and like feeling the soles of your feet as they hit the ground each yeah. step and like as your like knee bends to like pick up your foot and all of that and those can be really fun too. Um, progressive muscle relaxation, guided visualization, focused attention, Zen meditation. I'm not even sure what that is. No, neither. And then the last one um, was loving kindness meditation. I don't know what that is either. So I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Balance. I mean, I don't, but balance had me practice loving kindness and I'm trying to remember um, what it was. Cause I thought it was weird. They called it loving kindness. Uh, it might honestly just be like mantras that tell you that you're doing a good job. Like there's one, I remember balance is like, you like breathe in and say, I'm doing my best and then breathe out and say, I'm letting go of the rest. Ah. I'm doing my best, letting go of the rest. That might be loving kindness. That might not. Okay. My tree means benevolence, loving kindness. Step one is sit in a quiet place. Step two is focus on yourself and recite these or similar phrases. May I be filled with loving kindness. So it's like, it's just having compassion. It's essentially mantras. Okay. So loving kindness is nice mantras that you say to yourself which I think is really important like you can like mantras or not like mantras but I think it's important to say kind words to yourself yeah a lot of people don't in my practice too with clients a lot of times when you like tell them to say I love myself or like you know like look in a mirror and say I love you like it's surprisingly difficult like people are like oh this is like so silly or whatever then they do it and they're like 
I cried or like yeah. I got like choked up. Like yeah. we don't say a lot of nice things to ourselves. We're not practiced in that. And so taking a moment to say things like, I'm really creative and I really love myself or I support myself or no matter what, I'm going to continue to like love on my whatever, you know, but saying nice things about like yeah. yourself or it's really powerful practice more than you realize yeah yeah I've actually had that experience um several several years ago I was seeing a, an energy healer who um had me do like a mirror work mm-hmm. kind of exercise where she was like look in the mirror look at yourself in the eyes mm-hmm. practice saying I love you and yeah it would bring me to tears it was so hard yeah um I've definitely come a long way since then but yeah yeah one of my favorite things to do too in that loving kindness realm is I just love to like tell myself how cute I am. Usually it's like usually when I'm brushing my teeth or like, you know, getting ready for the day because you're standing in the bathroom in front of me. Yeah. And I'll be like, you're so goddamn cute. Like, look at you. Look at you with your cute hair. Like, oh, it's curls or whatever. And I'll just talk to myself like I would to my dog or to Aww. a little toddler or whatever. I'm like, look at that little nose. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's helpful. It's, it's a loving practice to yeah. make me feel good about myself. Yeah, so good. So Heather, tell me if you were to rate the impact that meditation has had on your life. Mm. One to 10, legit rating. Yeah, well, you called me a 10 slut recently. So. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so maybe I'll give it a nine. So you think it's been very impactful? I mean, yeah, I think it's a really a good practice that I know I need. And when I am practicing it, like life just feels better. Yeah, I'm with you. So I'll give it, I'll give it a nine. I am going to up your nine. I'm not going to give it a 10. (laughs) I'm going to give it a 9.5. 9.5. It has made a huge impact on my life. And it's one of those things that I forget about a lot. And then I remember it and it like everything changes when you start doing it you're like god damn it that thing works every time 100 percent and then you'll go three months and then you're like i haven't meditated in three months yeah and then you meditate and you're like holy crap there it is i can't give it a 10 because i just i go through such long periods of time without doing it it is difficult to maintain that is true which is why i try and point out that like you're not doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, I think that's part of why it's difficult to maintain is because it's like, we stress about if we're doing it correctly. Yeah. And then that adds stress to our life of like, I don't want to like feel bad about myself for like trying to meditate. And my mind was too busy. And like, you know, and you just get more stressed about it. And it's not fun to do things that stress you out. Yeah. And so for me, it'll be like, I'll have a good practice. And then something happens in life that throws me off my game, my routine changes in some way. And then I just like forget about it. And then mm-hmm. I don't do it for a, a long, long time. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, that thing. Yeah. And then I come back to it and I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. So it is difficult. I agree. Yeah. It's difficult to maintain, but every time you come back to it, it's like so helpful. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so that's a 9.25 on the legit rating scale when you combine us together nine and a nine and a half yeah like very impactful definitely works better kind of hard to access though sometimes yeah okay, yes yeah. <laughs> yeah yep because it does feel like i'm you're doing nothing because yeah <laughs> and it's hard and it's on hard. like a busy day where you're like i just don't want to sit here for five minutes <laughs> it's hard it's hard to do nothing mm-hmm. intentionally but it's important to do nothing yeah you know what i did today 
I was at the park with him and it was, it's been raining here a lot. And I was under this pine tree that had lots of pine needles that were like at eye level. And I noticed that all the needles had little drops of water right at the end of the needles. And I just took like a minute or two to like, look at the water drops yeah. on the pine needles. And it was really nice. He was, Hatchet was at the park playing around, running, doing laps or whatever. It's at Mount Tabor. And I was just looking at the pine needles and being like, these water drops are really pretty. And yeah. I'm just going to sit here and take in the water drops on the pine needles. There's your little meditation. A little mini meditation right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime we can allow ourselves to slow down, focus our minds, we just create so much more clarity. So so that's the show on meditation. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big impact, I think. I think we both enjoy it. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we would love to hear your reviews, rate us, um, send us feedback, mm-hmm. talk to us. Interact with us, give us DMs, continue the conversation. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram or threads at carry.m. And you can find me on Instagram at hi.vibe.heather. You've got it. You figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you in the next episode at some point. Adios.